0: Everybody, this is another special edition here on Podbean. It's another edition of It Was a Thing on TV Presents. I know it's been about what three to four months since the last one we did.
1: Yeah, we were talking about uh Mandalorian that time, and it was a good spirited discussion. And we decided, hey, let's do one with the uh each of the MCU Disney Plus entries. And we kind of sort of got lost in traffic, and, well, now we're going to do one on both of them. And one of the things we like to say on uh, It Was a Thing Presents, I'm Chico Alexander, that's Greg Diener, by the way. Anything goes. This is the place where we talk about things that we wouldn't normally talk about on the Mothership show.
0: The Mothership, you're talking like Dusty Rhodes, baby. This is Dusty Rhodes, the Magic always! Got to watch Prime. Remember, this is only a bump in the American Dream. I never took no bump. I was too good. Prime coming at you. It's like they said, Dusty. We need ten seconds to fill a promo. Say no more, baby. Ah.
1: <laughs> bumps. You don't see bumps like that anymore. Well, actually, yeah, you do. They're on Adult Swim, and frankly, the uh one of my favorites. So there will always be one of my favorites. Is let me. Let me see if I can't bring it up, and then...
0: The Cold War is over. <sighs> USA. USA.
1: Back-to-back World War champions, baby! Oh, what were we talking about? Yeah, oh, what yeah. were we talking Okay, it's the like, MCU... we, were doing, we were doing a show, remember? We, we were like talking... we said, anything goes!
0: Anything goes! Like the opening in Indiana Jones and Temple Doom.
1: Yes. But in this particular case, we're going to the two mcu tv shows from the last what six months
0: well the last four or five months we're not going to do a recap like with the mandalorian of the entire show because we assume that at this point you've probably seen every episode so and if not well what's wrong with you spoilers spoilers but i guess we'll start first with wandavision
1: And if you saw WandaVision, you know what you were expecting, which was an homage to classic television starring two of the craziest cats this side of the MCU, Wanda Maximoff and The Vision.
0: I gotta say, the first two episodes were amazing. They were very Twin Peaks-ish.
1: Kind of, sort of. You knew something was going on in the background, but there was, like, way too much in the main sort of frame to even pay attention to it until they actually, you know, brought it back up.
0: And then in the third episode you have this whole thing where now it's all in color and she's giving birth to the twins. And then you have all these wacky shenanigans with the doctor.
1: And then you have even more wacky shenanigans. And basically ends with all of the wacky shenanigans. And the thing about it, if you notice... You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to uh, share the screen one more time because they have this sort of YouTube series where they break down all of the idiosyncrasies of the show. And one of the idiosyncrasies is they have every sort of previously on WandaVision.
0: Oh yeah, because in the previously on, it's like the first Wanda's is all happy and peppy. Then slowly and slowly, she gets more and more depressed.
1: Yeah, it's like, you think, oh my gosh, does she know what's going on here? Give it a listen here. Previously on WandaVision. 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 WandaVision. Previously on WandaVision 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 Previously on WandaVision
0: Previously on WandaVision WandaVision.
1: Yeah, it's like And that's without the final two And you notice that everything just gets It starts off black and white And all perfect and stuff And then you start to notice a, A bit of the intricacies Sort of and the reality's starting to leak into, I guess we could call it the Hex now.
0: We can, right into the
1: Hex. And everything just comes crashing down when somebody from outside the Hex dares to go inside. I forgot what her name was. It was
0: Monica Rambo.
1: Yeah, thank you. Monica Rambo decides to go from the outside of the Hex to the inside. And all of a sudden... Hey, look, we have a new metahuman. Yay.
0: But remember, like, she was first inside the Hex, which we don't know about until episode four, because she's just, like, a character in the show. Until she blurts out the truth about Pietro, then Wanda's like, what the hell did you say? And yeah. then she kicks him out, her out of the Hex. Whoops. Like, boom. Then we find out in the next episode everything, because remember there's all that shenanigans with like sword and stuff,
1: which, as far as we know, is sort of the uh, outer space offshoot of Shield, because sword Shield makes sense, right? Yeah. And then there was the whole thing with Quicksilver, and we all know that what happens with a uh, Quicksilver in the MCU. Proper, and that would be he was killed as a result of the uh, events of
0: age of ultron
1: yeah thank you also it's like age of ultron but as sort of a wake wake not not what the what you know who they get to bring back pietro the x-men version of quicksilver and it turns out that he's not even the real quicksilver either
0: oh we're gonna get into that
1: it's crazy
0: Yeah, it's crazy, all right. We haven't talked about the evil sword guy, I don't think.
1: Oh, we did not talk about the the evil sword guy. Well,
0: isn't he, like, all messed up because of what happened during, like, the blip?
1: Yeah, I think that could be said about, well, everybody who did not get snapped after the blip. And that will be a running theme in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But we'll get there.
0: Because, as we learn in episode four... Monica Rambeau was snapped and then she came back in the blip and then we learned like her mom who was in Captain Marvel she was Carol Danvers' best friend we learned that she was in the hospital for cancer treatment and she finds out during the whole chaos of of everyone coming back that her mom survived the cancer but it came back and she died yeah that got really dark
1: Oh yeah, and, th- and this was before everything else became dark, and that was supposed to be a break in the action so to speak, because
0: oh, hold up! We also <laughs> forgot Jimmy Woo
1: Yeah, because there was a joke about Jimmy Woo in uh, the Ant-Man movies Yeah,
0: in Ant-Man and the Wasp where Scott, during his house arrest learns magic and he learns a card trick and Jimmy's like how did you learn that card trick? And when we see him in WandaVision, what's the first thing he does? Card trick. He's mastered the card trick.
1: He's finally mastered the card trick.
0: But it turns out that the reason he's in the town in New Jersey, where this is all taking place. Westview, New Jersey. Westview, New Jersey. Yes. Is because he is following someone who's in witness protection and they can't get anything. And everyone just doesn't know what happened to Westview. It's like, I don't know what happened to Westview. No.
1: As far as the locals are concerned, Westview doesn't exist. No. Although we're pretty sure it's there because it's it's on on a a map.
0: It's on a map. I mean, it's pretty official as it
1: gets. Yeah. Rand McNally doesn't put everything on a map, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, and guess who else is there?
1: Who else is there?
0: Well, someone we haven't seen in a long time. Dorsey Lewis from the yep. Thor movies, played by Kat Dennings.
1: Yeah, and the interesting thing is she is sent to sort of scout the Hex, but all she could do is watch WandaVision all day. Oh,
0: oh yeah, because she deciphered the signal and she got a television set. And she
1: described an old c r t set
0: did she have to go to Goodwill to buy that old c r t probably <laughs> who has a fifty c r t lying around in goodwill
1: so like, who has a fifty c r t Did you talk to your nana?
0: Maybe she found it on Garbage day. who knows maybe,
1: but anyway, she spends all of her time watching wall Division, and at the end of the day, it turns out that she became somewhat of a big fan and of- just wanted to experience it for herself, which actually happened.
0: Oh, yeah. The evil sword guy. I forget. He chained her, right? To, like, Mm -hmm. a car. Yeah. Because I forget, like, her and Jimmy were doing something and then didn't want to, like, find a drone in...
1: Yeah, but but it wasn't a drone. It was a helicopter.
0: Oh, a helicopter. That's right. It was a toy helicopter. It was a toy helicopter. It's
1: sort of like the um, the Lister rule. You heard of the Lister rule, right?
0: No, I've never heard of the Lister it's rule. It's like
1: well, according to David Lister on, on Red Dwarf, anything that breaches in between dimensional lines takes on the characteristics of the dimension that it is in. Okay. Which is why a a sort drone Looks like a toy helicopter inside the hex.
0: <laughs> and then she just throws it right back. Like, oh, here you go. Here's your stupid ass drone. And oh, d- d- didn't the drone have, like, some, like, residual power or something from the hex that they used to make the other vision? Yes. Yeah, we'll get to that.
1: Something about real things. When I say real things, I mean things from outside the hex going inside the hex. They always come back changed. Case in point. Monica Rambo. Something screwed up her molecules and, well...
0: She went back into the hex. And then it messes up her like, molecules and stuff. And she gets superpowers. Oh, she becomes Photon, I guess, from the comics, right?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Okay. We forgot. Vision doesn't know who he is. Nope. Like, he doesn't remember anything.
1: And when he does somewhat sort of remembers everything, things seem to strangely happen. Like, the first time when Vision sort of remembered a bunch of things, it's like, okay, Wanda did not like that. Take two.
0: Yeah, she can just rewind things. How does she rewind things? It's never explained.
1: Well, it is and it isn't because uh, everything that Wanda does could be explained under the umbrella of chaos magic, which is basically how the Westview in WandaVision was created in the first place. And when I say that, I, of course, mean the ever-changing, ever-shifting comedy timelines of Westview, not the actual city, which, by the way, does exist.
0: Yes, it's an actual town.
1: It is an actual town, but it's not the way it is pictured in Wanda's mind. No. So we talked about Wanda sort of rewriting the town. Did we talk about Wanda basically making the uh, townspeople do her? Do we want to say do her bidding?
0: Yeah, basically, because
1: that's basically what she did. It's all mind control. No, seriously, it's mind control. The further from the center of town you get, you notice that everybody's acting kind of on a loop, like Disney animatronics.
0: Like it, it's a small world or something. Uh,
1: it's a small world after all. Yeah. And Vision was the first person to notice, though. He was the first because... He managed to uh, fly out of town, or when I say out of town, I mean to the edge of town, and he notices the wall of the hex, and when he tries to break through it...
0: Oh, he's breaking apart.
1: He's literally breaking apart.
0: And then what's Wanda's response? Oh, yeah, I'm going to expand the hex. Uh, yeah. And turn everyone... Because this is when, like, Darcy's all chained and stuff. And so everyone from S.W.O.R.D. becomes, like, members in a
1: carnival and stuff. And hey, Darcy gets to be a part of the show.
0: She's an escape artist.
1: Which would make sense, all things considered.
0: Oh, we didn't even talk about the twins.
1: Oh, yeah. One of the rewrites that Wanda does while in the hex, as soon as Vision starts to get wise as to what's going on, all of a sudden she's pregnant.
0: She's pregnant. We mentioned that She's pregnant. And she gives birth to twins, but the twins, like <laughs> like we said, Sores magically grow to become like 10 years old.
1: By the way, that will be covered on a future installment if it was a thing. Just so we're clear.
0: Yeah. But, oh, we got to talk about the theme song in like the episode five.
1: Uh, yeah. This <laughs> that, was... is,
0: that is the best theme song ever
1: you know what all of the theme songs were really good and you know who we have to thank for that uh we have to thank the creator of avenue q robert lopez and Kristen anderson lopez
0: oh yeah the people behind frozen did the theme songs who would have imagined that the people who still let it go would do work for marvel that is incredible hey well they ever do another star wars holiday special they know who to contact
1: well they're doing the guardians of the galaxy holiday special so yeah there's something
0: (laughs) there's something for them to
1: do hey hey call robert and Kristen. they'll do it they will do that
0: they will do it okay they will do it and one person we also have to talk about is agatha oh first she's agnes
1: Agnes, the quirky neighbor next door who shows Wanda how to make the perfect dinner. And in the end, what does she serve? Not the perfect dinner, but this black and white breakfast platter sort of nonsense.
0: But she evolves in the course of the show. Like, we know more about her as the show progresses. And we think, hmm. Huh. There's something not right about this character. And then yep. it, at the end of like episode 7, uh, we find out the truth.
1: Yep. She's it a witch. Was, not only is she a witch, but everything that was going on in WandaVision...
0: Was her all along?
1: No, seriously. There's a song. There's, there's a, a theme so- song called Agatha I- All Along.
0: We're not going to play it because we don't want to get a copyright
1: strike on YouTube
0: You can find it.
1: But, yeah, you can find it. It's out there. It's pretty cool. And all they can say is she puts everything together. She sets everything in motion. And she's been disrupting Wanda's life every time she came close to finding out the truth. Oh, yeah.
0: And she killed the dog.
1: And she killed the dog, too.
0: Oh, yeah. She killed the dog. And then we find out in episode eight everything that basically led up to the show
1: we have Agatha escaping her mob. We have Agatha trying to find out how Wanda is controlling Westview. We learn that Vision in WandaVision is basically uh, Vision's corpse.
0: Has been taken apart.
1: Taken apart and brought back together through Wanda's chaos magic. She made a copy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hi. Hi. Did you make a copy? Because if you made a copy, we could watch the copy. What she said she could do, she could make a copy of the Mind Stone. And this was, again, in Infinity War. And the fact of it all is that everything that's happening was because of A, while this chaos magic, and B, if you look very carefully, there's a whole chest of old American sitcoms that... Wadi used to watch when she was growing up in Sokovia. And yet somehow
0: they had Malcolm in the Middle on DVD, I guess.
1: that Was that smuggled in somewhere? Did you come up with that? Did you buy it on eBay? Is or... it a
0: pirated copy of Malcolm in the Middle That's
1: basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So at the end of that episode, where everything is explained, Agatha dubs her And if you remember the Halloween episode, you kind of saw it coming. But Agatha dubs her the Scarlet Witch.
0: This is chaos magic, Wanda. And that makes you the Scarlet Witch.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there it is. There it is.
0: Yeah, she said it.
1: She said it. But also at the end of that episode, we find...
0: Oh, there's another vision.
1: Yeah, we call it's, it white it, vision.
0: It's the white vision. It's it's the reconstructed vision. But it's white.
1: Yeah. And white vision and vision come to blows in the last episode where it's like all of a sudden they're thinking,
0: "Oh, there's going to be this big
1: battle. This
0: is going to be great." No, Uh,
1: no. It turns into some sort of uh, philosophical mind puzzle where they reference the ship of Theseus. Okay. And for those of you who don't know what the uh, ship of Theseus is, it's sort of a uh, metaphysical identity puzzle where everybody finds and reconstructs the ship of Theseus. But as it gets older, they have to replace most of the parts with new parts. And in essence, it becomes a new ship and you have to ask is it still the original ship of theseus
0: and then white vision's like that's cool and he bounces yep where does he go we don't know
1: nope nothing then we go into the uh sort of final form of scarlet witch where she has the headdress and and the costume and everything and when she does that she sort of puts a shield around Agatha, preventing her from using her magic, and traps her in her persona as Agnes. But she realizes at the same time, she can't keep the ruse up.
0: Yeah, because she's going to need her again at some point.
1: Yeah. Once she seals off the hex, we go back into normality, and Vision and the twins will... Just disappear. Yeah, they'll just... Here.
0: and they disappear but oh here's one of my big beasts for this episode everyone in the town is pissed at Wanda and Monica Rambo's like oh they, they these people under, don't understand what you did for
1: them what what Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that one out are you on drugs What? She mind-raped them! She mind-raped you, and we still don't know why! No, we don't! No, we don't!
0: Oh, but that's not my only issue with this finale. Do we really have to go into this? I guess we have to go into it now.
1: Yeah, we have to go into it now. Because Hayward, who was the uh, guy who snapped after the blip get it snapped after the <laughs> the guy who snapped after the blip Hi, funny Anyways. he tries to kill a, a kid who is not real which is just crazy who does that why are you this this kid isn't real he's not real you can't just kill him you can't kill something that isn't real. That would insinuate that he was alive to begin with, which he clearly was not. Oh
0: We have to talk about the stupidest fake out in the history of stupid fake outs.
1: Oh god. Oh Jesus. Um okay. I referenced this at the beginning where it's like, okay.
0: We were teasing it.
1: Well here's the payoff. Fake Pietro is not Pietro either. He's an actor! Acting! Yeah, he's actually an actor named Ralph Bonner, who was controlled by, guess who, Agatha, to pose as Pietro, Wanda's twin brother, from another franchise. So, we know that
0: he's... The Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. But by coincidence, he just happens to live next... We're supposed to believe he just so happens to live next door to where Wanda was going to
1: build her house. But he's not the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe.
0: That's what I'm trying to say. So we're supposed to believe this random guy who we know is... Another Quicksilver from another universe is just some completely random person in the MCU who, by coincidence, lives next door to the place where Wanda was going to build her house. He is that some makes complete...
1: no sense. He is some completely random person that Agatha sucked her mind tentacles into. This makes no sense. No
0: sense. sense. The writers of this show, what, like, they watching Iron Man 3, they probably thought, oh, that Ben Kingsley is the fake ma- Mandarin twist. That was so great. It's not even the real Mandarin either.
1: Spoiler alert. There's oh, yeah. an actual Mandarin. We won't and we will meet the actual Mandarin in phase four.
0: Yeah. Why could they have just done an oh, Hail the king thing to explain all this crap? Like they did with the fake Mandarin. Oh, <laughs> I guess Kevin Feige's too busy with 95 he's, Disney Plus series to even bother to explain this
1: plot all. Kevin Feige's busy sleeping on an enormous pile of my money. That's what's going on. It's like, okay, I know you have to fill in 48 minutes of Disney Plus time, but dude, bro, homie, Buddy, make this make sense. Make me understand this.
0: This went from Twin Peaks season one to all of a sudden Twin Peaks season two after Laura Palmer's killer is revealed and Ben Horn somehow thinks he's a Confederate general. We ran the brothers on watch to Washington. Oh, I wish I in the land of cotton the whole time there. I've not forgotten. Look away, look, look away, away, look
1: away, Dixie. I, I was in Dixie. Hooray, hooray. In Dixie land of it, my strength. And the Lord
0: died in Dixie. That's where the show completely That's turned.
1: thanks no. But then again, we're talking about a show with two witches and a town in New Jersey.
0: All right, now let's get to the ending.
1: Everything's been restored to normality. Hayward's arrested, and Monica is told by a scrawl that a friend of her mother's wants to meet.
0: The friend is Nick Fury.
1: Yeah. That's what the
0: scroll was saying. She was saying that a friend of hers, that's Nick Fury, or it's probably Carol Danvers, but it's probably not Carol Danvers because when Carol Danvers was mentioned, she was pissed about it.
1: So it's probably Nick Fury.
0: It probably is. Because remember, in Far From Home, he was on that ship. Wait a minute. Why have we still been whispering for like 45 seconds?
1: I have no idea. And in the post-credits scene, Wanda is studying... The Darkhold, a.k.a. the Book of Sins, which we've seen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Runaways, and now this.
0: We'll leave it up for you to decide if those shows are technically canon in the MCU.
1: And while she's studying it...
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, there's like an astral form of her.
1: She's in her astral form. Studying the Darkhold. And she hears the twins, Billy and Tommy, asking for help. But
0: they're not real.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. Like,
0: nothing about this finale made any sense. Now think about it. That does not make sense.
1: All that supposed character growth meant absolutely nothing. But perhaps this is the whole point of the show is that at the end of the day, this is a sitcom, and nobody learns anything, and everything's restored to normal at the end.
0: The only good thing I want out of this is just to get an Agents of Atlas show with Jimmy Woo. That's it. That's all I want. Just to salvage something from this.
1: Well, you want to salvage something from this? I know there was... Oh, Uh, wait a minute, the
0: finale! Yeah, this, you could tell this finale was so hampered by COVID. Yeah. Because, like, Kat Dennings just mysteriously vanishes.
1: It's like, she's important. She puts everything together. Where does it all go? Who's manning the phone lines here?
0: And there was, like, supposed to be some other scenes... Like, I heard that like it was supposed to be, like, a scene with Doctor Strange that got cut out. It's like,
1: oh, I can't do it because of COVID. Ooh. And here's the thing. Falcon of the Winter Soldier was also hampered by COVID. But at least but... they managed
0: to, ex- to explain the show a lot better in the
1: finale i mean granted there are some problems in the finale but at least it makes sense yeah the one thing that's missing from the finale of falcon and the winter soldier was okay we all know and to understand where i'm coming from yet to understand what was going on is that at the end of endgame steve bequeaths sam
0: Okay, so we're now going on to Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I've tapped out of WandaVision. Yeah, let's just I'm... go straight
0: ahead into the start, uh, which is the end of Endgame, when Steve gives Sam the shield, and, and Sam says... And expects him
1: to take up... To literally take up the shield.
0: And Sam says, I feel like it belongs to someone else.
1: Yeah. He wouldn't stop feeling like it belongs to somebody else. So he bequeaths it to the Smithsonian... And and he's, like, he,
0: he's like the Smithsonian. They're going to take treat this with care.
1: Oops! N- yeah, they don't treat it with care. They give it to some wackadoodle named John Walker and expect him to be the new Captain America. Now, here's the thing you have to understand about John Walker. At the end of the day, he believes his cause is noble and his actions are just. But he is Stupid. He is yeah. incredibly stupid. He takes absolutely zero social cues.
0: Hey, maybe he has PTSD from the war.
1: I don't know. Probably. But yeah, while Sam is on his ship in Delacour Louisiana, trying to save the family business, we have John Walker as the new Captain America with the shield. Steve Rogers don't know who John Walker is. For all he knows, he could be John Walker. Isn't that the Edgar Rice Burroughs guy who went to Mars? I understood that reference. No, that's John Carter, Steve. Okay, dude, you are driving me crazy right now. Steve gave you the shield. He literally wanted you to take up the shield. And you just gave it up. And you basically opened the floodgates for this guy who, let's be honest, is not right in the head. No. And while he's not right in the head, speaking of not right in the head, Bucky's in therapy. And while all of this is going on, there's a group of sort of super-powered terrorists called the Flag Smashers who are trying to get things back to where they were before the blip. That's about right, isn't
0: it? Yeah, because they were the people that moved into other places during the snap because everything was all falling apart and everything. So now everything's back to normal. Now that everything happened after Endgame. Oh, okay. All the people that were displaced from their homes. Okay. They can come back now. So what are the other people that went into those homes going to do? Because I think, isn't that sort of mentioned in Spider-Man Far From Home? if I'm not mistaken, in the beginning. Yeah, when
1: they mentioned everybody coming back and the side effects from the blip.
0: Yeah, because I think it's sort of mentioned by Aunt May, because isn't that when Spider-Man's doing that whole thing at the Salvation Army fundraiser? Yes. We'll talk about
1: that later. Yeah. Much later. Much later. So one of the things Bucky does is introduce Sam, because they're together now, because that's the name of the show. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, they're now buddy buddy.
1: They're buddy buddy. They introduce Sam to the first to not the first super soldier, but another super soldier who fought the winter soldier in the Korean War. He's got a book that he's
0: Oh, he's trying to make amends to all the people he wronged. Yeah. And and... And he's friends with like this one guy whose son he killed.
1: And he's also friends with a super soldier that he fought in the Korean War. But he's not going to help them. He's still bitter about being experimented on by the government and HYDRA. So the only person who can help with the Flag Smashers and maybe the new Captain America? Oh, gosh. Helmet Zemo.
0: Oh, yeah. Helmet Zemo you remember him in civil war yeah he was the one who
1: broke up the avengers and now they want him to help what, what?
0: oh but oh he's so great
1: he's basically taking his role as the okay i don't want to be here and you don't want me here but i have to be here so i'm just going to dance it out
0: he's just going to dance that's the best part of episode. He's just dancing.
1: And he's not just dancing anywhere. He's dancing in a city, sort of a criminal city state run by the Power Broker. Who's the Power Broker, you might ask? Getting there. But apparently they found a way to duplicate the Super Soldier Serum. And now it seems like the Flag Smashers are on their way to get it. And one of the Flag Smashers, Carly Morgenthau, manages to get 20 doses. 20
0: 20 doses?
1: 20 doses of the Super Soldier Serum.
0: Oh my god, 20 doses?
1: This is bad. But who can Bucky and Sam and Zemo find to deal with the people on the island? Sharon Carter.
0: Oh yeah, Sharon Carter.
1: Yeah, she's a big help. She's only been on the island since they Basically declared her a, a, a wanted, terrorist. A, a terrorist. So the Flag Smashers have vials of the Super Soldier Serum, and they're about to raid and bomb a Global Repatriation Council storage facility in Lithuania. Remember, the GRC are the people who are trying to rehome everybody after the blip. And all of a sudden, here comes our threesome. Well. And just when you think things could get any stranger, Barnes meets a member of the Dora Milaje.
0: Oh yeah, from Black Panther.
1: Yes. Ayo, a member of the Dora Milaje, which is basically Black Panther's personal army of incredibly sexy and incredibly lethal soldiers. And she gives Barnes eight hours to use Zemo before they come for him.
0: They want to get Zemo.
1: Remember, Zemo killed King T'Chaka.
0: Yeah. In Civil War.
1: Right. So Wilson ultimately finds Carly Morgenthau and convinces her to you know I get what you're trying to do but this is not the way. (laughs) Because of the Mandalorian. This is the way. No. This is not the way.
0: No. This is the opposite of the way.
1: And then comes John Walker. Uh, Be it all John
0: Walker ish. Oh, yeah, he's basically all Leroy Jenkins in this place.
1: Alright, thumbs we up. Ready, guys, Let's or... do this. Leroy Jenkins! Oh my god, he just ran in. Yeah. <laughs> and. Everybody's fighting everybody. Yeah. Uh, including the uh, Dora Milaje, which basically f's John Walker's a and makes him humble.
0: Oh, and does Zemo finds a way to escape?
1: Yeah. So now the guys have to bind Zemo, lest they be accosted by the Dora Milaje. Oh yeah, and uh, while we're at it, we also have Lamar Hoskins, who is Captain Amer, who is Captain America's cohort in battle.
0: They don't say what battle, but we don't presume say. it's like Afghanistan or Iraq or something.
1: Or, for all we know, it could very well be what remains of Sokovia. For all we know, it's somewhere in Eastern Europe, or in the Middle East. It's in that general area of the world.
0: Whatever, with one of those places.
1: During this whole big shindig, the Flag Smashers accidentally, particularly Carly, accidentally kills Battlestar.
0: Oh, and this pisses off John Walker. He's like, oh, no, no, no
1: and he chases one of the flag smashers down and he kills him with the shield in front of god country and flag mind you
0: everyone is recording this with their cell phones everyone like how we said a couple of weeks ago into the spidey movie how we said oh spider-man he was lucky that he took his mask off while driving the car that it was 2004 nobody had a cell phone John Walker sure wished that it was 2004
1: and nobody had a cell phone with them. So, Bucky and Sam, they see this as the ultimate, and they want the shield back.
0: Oh, and they fight him for the shield.
1: They fight him for the shield, and you know what Walker says?
0: What does he say?
1: Hell no! (laughs) I'm going to destroy your suit. Oh, no. But ultimately, Bucky and Sam get the shield back breaking John Walker's his arm.
0: Oh, they break his arm.
1: And Barnes manages to hunt down and find Zemo and deliver him back to the Dora Milaje. All while John Walker, who, by the way, is now in American custody.
0: Yeah, he gets the title of Captain America stripped from him.
1: Not only that, but he is also given it an other than honorable discharge.
0: Okay, so now... John Walker, he's like, oh, I'm so down. I'm not Captain America anymore. What am I going to do now that I'm disgraced?
1: Enter Selena Meyer, Vice President of the United States. No. <laughs> Enter Elaine Bennis. No. No. Enter Old Christie. No. You got what we're trying to say here. Julia Louis-Dreyfus says, Contesta Valentina Allegra de Fontaine.
0: A.K.A. Madam Hydra.
1: Yes. And she volunteers to make Walker something more than Captain America.
0: Hmm. But before that, he decides, you know what? I'm going to make my own Captain America shield with Blackjack and hookers.
1: Meanwhile, while all of this is going on, Sam, he leaves his destroyed wingsuit with Torres. Oh yeah, we w-
0: forgot, we didn't mention about Torres, but yeah, Torres is Joaquin, like,
1: Tor- Joaquin Torres
0: He's like Sam's like buddy in the first episode because he's the one who, who finds out all about the Flag Smashers and Sam says to Torres, oh, he can keep the suit, which implies he's going to be the second Falcon
1: Yep As soon as he manages to, you know, fix we- the stupid thing. Fix the
0: suit and then he'll be set
1: Now we're going back to Louisiana, where Sam and Bucky are fixing the boat and trying to get the family business back together.
0: Oh, yeah. We get this montage of Sam trying to call everybody. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Sam, I'll help you out. Yeah. And everyone's fixing the boat. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. it's
1: It's a community thing. And you know what? This all leads to a fateful meeting, once again, with Isaiah Bradley, who reiterates the fact that a black man cannot and should not be Captain America.
0: Well, guess what? Sam's gonna prove him wrong, because, oh, they tease it near the end of episode five, and then in the final episode, we see the glorious new
1: Captain America suit! Yeah, I was thinking about where did he get the suit from, but then I remembered... Sam got a briefcase from the Wakandans. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing believe that... the
0: Wakandans made that.
1: Okay, now it makes sense. The Wakandans so... were like,
0: oh, right. yeah, we know you're probably going to get the shield back. So, okay, you have the shield back. Okay, here's a new suit for you. There and he you go. flies
1: in with the new suit. And he's like, and, and meanwhile, everybody at the GRC is like, who died and made you, Captain America?
0: Yeah, they are like, what? A bo- like, are-
1: oh. I was like, who are you? I'm Captain America. He just up and said it. it. Was like,
0: Yeah, he just said one day, all right, I'm Captain America now. And everyone's like, okay.
1: Yeah, it was like, and nobody was like, who died and made you, Captain America?
0: They just now yeah. accept it. Okay, you're Captain America now. Okay, Please. Sam.
1: All right, fine want to help us okay so Sam as the new Captain America is out to stop the Flag Smashers attack on the GRC with the help of Bucky Carter and uh, whatever John Walker is at this time
0: yeah it's like John Walker just decides uh, he wants to go after Carly and the Flag Smashers but it's like okay he's kind of like in it for his own ends but he's like you know I probably should help him too
1: yeah and that shield he made yes it is a shield he made it he made it it doesn't really hold up as good it's as it
0: it's not vibranium
1: it did <clears throat> not, not even work. close
0: no i mean he tried but it's
1: god just... bless him he tried
0: god bless you john you tried i know you were still bitter that your friend died but uh not good shield
1: making no and in the middle of all of this we learned that that sharon carter is, is in fact the power back yeah and that Batrock, by the way who is played by GSP? gsp yeah george saint-pierre legendary mma fighter hired or, or she hired him
0: yeah because they set it up in episode five she hires him
1: yeah And then she turns around and kills him. Kills him. I'm supposed to
0: believe Emily Van Camp can kill George St. Pierre.
1: Okay. (laughs) Tell you. Okay. And meanwhile, Wilson, the new Captain America, wants to reason with Carly one more time before Sharon Carter comes in and kills her.
0: Puts a cap in her. And she's dead.
1: And she's dead. Oh, well. Wilson manages to use the one thing that he has to his disposal besides the new wingsuit. And that would be Carly's words. Like, they want the GRC to postpone the vote to relocate the displaced people because they need help more than anything. They don't need to be displaced. They need to be helped.
0: See? Sam got it.
1: Sam understood what Carly was fighting for. He didn't really agree with what how Carly was fighting for it, but he understood. And this that's was- really a good thing because, as we learned in this series, Sam Wilson cannot throw hands for s***.
0: Yeah. I'll say this. This was the complete opposite of the scene with Monica and Wanda at the finale of WandaVision. Where it's like, Monica totally missed the point. Sam completely got it. He didn't agree with the methods of Carly and why she was doing it, but he was like, you know what, though? There are still people that are displaced and they need help.
1: Yes. So, Madam Hydra gives Walker a new uniform and a new coat name, which I saw coming. A long time ago.
0: Yeah, anybody who
1: knows anybody anything because about... I'm a big fan of the Captain America comics, and we know he's and, US the, and agent. the Dark of and Dark Avengers.
0: Yeah, we know he's U.S. agent. I presume this is going to set up thunderbolts down the road. I would hope so. So Sam goes back to Isaiah Bradley's house, and Sam wants to show him something. So Sam takes him to the Smithsonian, and. He shows him the statue of Isaiah Bradley that's now in the Smithsonian in the Captain America exhibit.
1: Now everyone will know the truth.
0: Now everyone will know what he did for this country.
1: Yes, and it is a really noble thing, and it kind of speaks to the American experience in 2021, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, this is a feel-good moment and I'm so happy and
1: it was like this is part of the reason why I liked the ending of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. A it told the truth and B it sort of took everything full circle. It's like, okay, we began with Captain America, now we're ending with Captain America and the shield and the whole story.
0: And not only that, but the ending is not Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: It's Captain America and the Winter Soldier.
0: They did announce that there's going to be a fourth Captain America movie in production.
1: I have a funny story about this. Apparently, Anthony Mackie, who plays Sam Wilson, he was in line buying groceries when he heard about the fourth Captain America movie. Really? So he, co- so he got on the phone with his people, and he's like... Yo, I didn't know there was a fourth Captain America movie. Did you know there was a fourth Captain America movie?
0: I don't know when they're going to shoot it. It's probably going to be, what, 2023 or something?
1: Yeah, because remember, Phase 4... Well, Phase 4 is already charted out. I'm going to do a bit of a review to see all of everything going on in Phase 4. This is according to the MCU wiki at fandom.com. You have... Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, and that's all this year. Next year, you have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, and Captain Marvel 2. And in 2023, you have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and to be announced, you have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania,
0: so, after me and Chico recorded, Marvel recently announced on Monday that Ant Man the Wasp Quantum Mania is going to release on February 17th, 2023, with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 being released on May 5th, 2023. So, two years from
1: today, we will finally have Guardians 3. And then you have Blade and Fantastic Four. And that's just the film side. On the TV side, of course, you have Loki in June. And then you have What If, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and I Am Groot in a series of shorts.
0: That's just fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. But hold up, Chico. We have an end credit scene to talk about.
1: Meanwhile, Sharon Carter rejoins the CIA, and she's not done being the power broker. No. She's going to use her resources and clout at the CIA to sell. She's basically going to offer her resources and clout at the CIA to the highest bidder.
0: So here's my thing. Now there is there's a theory that she's that this is actually a scrawl staring corridor.
1: Which I would totally get.
0: And this would set up Secret Invasion perfectly. But also there's the possibility that this sets up armor wars.
1: That was recently greenlit at Disney Plus. Yeah,
0: last which, year at that investor yeah. conference.
1: Yeah, which would also uh, December of twenty twenty, actually.
0: And remember Who cameoed in the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Don Cheadle.
1: So you have Don Cheadle, aka War Machine. We have Riri Williams, aka Ironheart, which is somewhere down the line. And then you have Secret Invasion and Armor Wars. So
0: And by the way, they announced two big castings in Secret Invasion which i'm excited about
1: oh god yes 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 okay no. the
0: first the first casting olivia coleman
1: that's number one. yeah i always wanted to see that and
0: also amelia clark
1: that's also number one. no 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 uh no um
0: that's Dragon Wing, I guess. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's Dragon Wing. No, I was like, I remember one day I was at work. I was like, this day is dragging. I feel like playing Double Dragon in the cockpit of the Dragon Zord with Don the Dragon Wilson, and listening to Cisco's Unleash the Dragon. Somebody better call Amelia Clark because, Dragon yeah. joke.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see Amelia Clark in the MCU because well. Game of Thrones, she's done Star Wars.
1: I will watch Amelia Clark in anything.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll even watch her in Terminator Genesis, which is terrible. Oh,
1: God. Admittedly, you watch that because of Matt Smith.
0: Yeah, even though they could put you, waste him in that movie. They
1: totally wasted him in that film.
0: So now we're going to take a little break. We talked about WandaVision. We talked about Falcon the Winter Soldier. So enjoy these classic commercials, and we'll be right back in a second. It's not easy being a 12. We are a 10 plus. How do you rate a Visionary? 2020. Tuesday, we add up to a lot more than just a 10. With
1: Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, Too Close for Comfort and Heart to hearts. Tuesday. Sunday's
0: the night, ABC is the
1: place. For an incredible month of box office hits.
0: Next, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta in Greece. Then, one
1: week from tonight... Go away! Richard Dreyfus, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And finally, November 22nd, Roger Moore as Agent 007
0: in Moonraker. A month of network television premieres. The ABC Sunday night movie in November. Tuesday. There are two bears! Loosen the terminal! Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and all their friends turn the town upside down with a Christmas celebration. Then... Wow! she beautiful! The Muppet Babies take off to protect the universe.
1: We've got to save Princess
0: Iggy! It's the Muppet Babies and a Yogi Bear Christmas Tuesday.
1: CBS Sports Break, sponsored by Midas Muffer & Brake Shops. Good evening. In the NFL today, the Bronco defense led Denver to the AFC West Championship with a 31-14 victory over Seattle. The Seahawks will meet the Raiders in the wildcard game next weekend. Now also today, the New Orleans Saints upset the New York Giants 10-3 and in key matchups tomorrow, St. Louis visits Washington with the NFC East title on the line. The Redskins, though, are assured of a playoff spot. The AFC Central Crown is also up for grabs. Cincinnati must win against Buffalo and hope that Pittsburgh loses to the Raiders. Should the Steelers win, they would take the division. I'll have more after this. A free inspection at Midas will tell you if your brakes need fixing. More you can find out for yourself. Which can cost more. In college basketball, Patrick Ewing scored 15 points, grabbed 15 rebounds, and was not hurt after that collision with the backboard. He led top-ranked Georgetown over number two DePaul by 20 points. For CBS Sports Break, I'm Brent Musburger. This is CBS.
0: Chosen two-to-one over Atari and Intellivision for real arcade gameplay. Fantastic! Presenting the revolutionary Vectrex arcade system. Ordinary home video games can't match the laser-sharp visual effects of Vectrex because only Vectrex has a real arcade screen built in. No TV set needed. So every Vectrex cartridge gives you real arcade gameplay that others can't. Vectrex. It stands
1: alone. If you want calcium in a cereal, just right is the wrong place to look. There's hardly a grain of calcium in Nutrigrain or a shred in shredded wheat. I can't find any. Can you find any? In fact, there's no calcium in most major brands, except Whole Wheat Total. Now, besides 100% of 9 vitamins and iron, Total is the only major cereal that's an excellent source of calcium. So if you're looking for calcium, look for Total, the only major cereal that's a major source of calcium. Tuesday. drive me out of here and drive me out of here fast henry is kidnapped i think we ought to talk about this will the
0: hill say goodbye to gold Bloom? dig
1: a grave tuesday
0: uh, no. all right we're back folks
1: welcome back from commercials everyone
0: i hope you enjoyed those old commercials
1: and if familiar clark is listening you passed our test yeah and you can be our friend
0: Oh, hey, Chica, speaking of one of our recent <laughs> entries that we've covered on the podcast, hey, Comedy Central right now is airing the entire Back to the Future trilogy tonight. Yes! Uh, yeah, right now we're at the part at the end of Back to the Future where Morty discovers that his house is completely changed. So
1: we're basically at the end of Back to the Future now.
0: Yeah, George has published his novel, A Match Made in Space.
1: Yeah, George, by the way, Crispin Glover, and Michael J. Fox, who went to high school together! Twice! uh, Twice! In an actual TV movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go listen to it in the archives.
1: Trust us. It's good material. Anyway.
0: And by the time this comes out, you'll probably have the pilot of High School USA that you can listen to also. It was terrific for Ricky Nelson.
1: Yeah, I mean sad that ultimately he ends up dying the next year because again Rick Nelson is just one of your uh, classic teen heartthrobs and he has I mean when you hear like teen idols you don't necessarily hear about them being really really talented but Ricky Nelson was genuinely talented he was a classic you know triple threat except he can't dance so
0: yeah to quote phil collins he can't dance he can't walk only thing about him is the way he talks
1: yeah but remember he has two sons yes i can't live without your love and affection (laughs) (laughs) because they're nelson
0: they're the band
1: Nelson.
0: Okay. Also, also today we just had the final day of the NFL draft as we're recording this.
1: Yep. I wonder do, who did the Bucks choose as our 2021 Mister Irrelevant is Grant Stewart.
0: Who that be?
1: I'm trying to figure that one out. Grant Stewart, a linebacker from Georgia.
0: Okay. Georgia, huh? Georgia. Okay. By the way, can you believe – now, I cannot believe this, Chico, but the Jets took from your alma mater a running back named Michael Carter. Yes. But here's the craziest part. They took a player from Duke. Who's also named Michael
1: Carter? Uh, yeah, it's Michael Carter and Michael Carter second.
0: It's like a bad sitcom. You have two people with the same name who went to rival colleges who are now on the same team. And they're not related. They're not related. Hey, you know what I found out? You know who the Duke
1: Michael Carter is related to? Who's he- the Duke Michael Carter related to? He's related to Darrell Reeves. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of background. North Carolina Carter was drafted in the 4th round
0: and Duke had, Michael Carter was twice. Duke
1: Michael Carter was drafted in the 5th round. North Carolina Michael Carter tally back-to-back 100 plus rushing yard seasons including uh, in 2020 uh, 1,245 yards on 8 yards per carry with 9 touchdowns. And Duke Michael Carter had none of those things.
0: Yeah, because he's a dudes, safety. Dudes had,
1: yeah, he's a safety. He recorded 41 tackles, 3 tackles for a loss, and 10 pass defenses and 2 interceptions. He was 13 All-ACC. But yeah, it seems like North Carolina, my alma mater, pretty much had a clearinghouse during the draft because... The only Tar Heel who did not go in the draft was Sam Howell.
0: Is he related to Thurston Howell?
1: (laughs) No, no, he's he's the star quarterback, and he's going to have like an all new team to uh, work with next year.
0: Okay, so we'll probably see him in the draft next year.
1: Almost assuredly, he's very good. He is very good.
0: Yo, is the weirdest thing that we saw saw yesterday while we were recording. The show yesterday. Because we as you know, as you may or may not know, we record both episodes usually on a Friday night.
1: On a Friday night. Usually we're done in like three hours. So
0: it's a long taping, folks. But during that, the second night of the draft was going on in Cleveland. And for some reason, there was a fan dressed in Cleveland brown colors because the draft was in Cleveland dressed up like Macho Man Randy Savage.
1: And we were all going, yo, man, the Macho King is dead. Who's this guy?
0: Oh, deep cut. Macho King Randy Savage.
1: Yes, I'm old enough to remember when Randy Savage became king of the WWF. Don't at me. Can you imagine
0: trying to explain someone who's watching wrestling for the first time, this guy's the Macho King.
1: Like, the Macho King? Who's the Macho King? Well, a long time ago...
0: Yeah, Harvey Race. He thought he was a king. And then somehow, Haku became the king of the WWF. And then he lost the king of the WWF to an American lover named Axel Jim Duggan, who in turn oh. lost it to this guy. The best part of when Hack saw Jim Duggan was the king was that one SummerSlam when he teamed with Demolition where he painted his face like the American flag to match with Demolition's face paint.
1: Look at that, Jesse. That's Old glory right across the face of King Duggan. How disrespectful to the flag of America to have it on that ugly face. You think that's disrespectful? Disrespectful. I think it shows a lot of pride in your country. They should pass an amendment to the Constitution just to keep things like that from not happening. That still doesn't make any sense.
0: No. Why is it American like King? It doesn't make any sense.
1: I guess somebody at WWF at the time finally thought this doesn't make any sense because I haven't seen a king of the WWE since.
0: Well, unless you count King Mabel.
1: Yeah, we don't count King Mabel.
0: Oh, Power Rangers Dino Fury is on Nicktoons right now.
1: Well, what ep- What episode is it? I'm still trying. Episode to- six. Yeah, uh, that is next on my to watch list. I haven't been watching them as they've been coming out. I had to catch up on Beast Morphers before I could start Dino Fury, and I started a week late. But yeah, yeah. We're already getting close to the to the uh, revelation of the Sixth Ranger. So.
0: Oh, okay. That early, huh?
1: Has Hasbro is speeding things along.
0: They really want to get all that money. Yeah. We really want to get all that toy money. Like, let's release the Sixth Ranger early.
1: Yeah they, yeah, they want to get all that money. I don't see all the toys anywhere. The last lightning figure I've seen was this bad boy time red baby
0: time red baby
1: by the way uh hour or so ago when we began this i was watching uh mirai sentai time ranger on tokushatsu
0: oh okay that's nice hey next week as we're recording this vice is going to premiere the third season of our favorite show dark Dark side of the ring dark side Side of the the ring
1: Ring. nice What are the, some of the uh, subjects we have for season three?
0: Okay, so there's going to be, I believe, like maybe 11 or oh, 14 episodes this season. But they've so far released like, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six subjects.
1: Yeah, and the thing of it is, one of the subjects is already available, it seems.
0: Yeah, the first half of the Brian Pillman documentary is already on YouTube. And yeah, it is amazing. The story of Brian Pillman, in case you are not aware, he made people think that he was legit crazy. So much that he had an angle with WCW where he was worked fired. And so he told the, the head of WCW, Eric Bischoff, you know what, you should legit fire me. Because someone's going to leak that I'm not really fired. And so they legit fire him. And then he goes to the WWF. Yeah. He worked He, he worked them into a shoot.
1: It was really, really crazy. <laughs> Some other subjects. So far, they've released... The first six subjects are going to be Fly and Brian Pillman. The collision in Korea between Antonio Inoki and Ric Flair. Woo! For New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because remember, it took place in North Korea.
0: Oh, yeah. You are might be thinking wait, why did they have a wrestling show in North Korea? Because Antonio Inoki.
1: And then there's Nick Gage.
0: Oh, yeah. Hardcore wrestler Nick Gage. Who, okay, let me get to Wikipedia since not many people are familiar with Nick Gage and I had to look him up. Okay. In April of 2011, Gage was sentenced to five years in prison after pleading guilty to second degree bank robbery. Whoops. On December 30, of 2010, New Jersey authorities announced they were seeking Gage for robbing a PNC bank in New Jersey on December 22nd. During the robbery, Gage handed a note to a female employee at the bank demanding money and got approximately three grand. Following the robbery, He and his girlfriend went to Atlantic City to gamble, and then he surrendered to authorities on New Year's Eve. So he robbed a bank, decided, you know what? I'm going to waste this money by going to Atlantic City to gamble. Who does that? Who in the world does that? And then we have the ultimate warrior.
1: Because, come on, who doesn't know who Warrior is?
0: Oh, that's going to be
1: such a great, fantastic train wreck. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: If you know Speaking- anything about the Ultimate Warrior.
1: And then there's Grizzly Smith, one of the uh, OGs of pro wrestling.
0: The father of Jake the Snake Roberts. And then the Dynamite Kid, who we mentioned in the Wrestlemania 2 episode. The partner of Davy Boy Smith, tag team partner of Davy Boy Smith.
1: And those are the first six subjects, but they're doing Brian Pullman for two episodes. Yes. And the first episode is already up. Yeah. If you don't want to wait until May 6th.
0: But all oh, the collision Korea episode. That's going to be fun. I remember when that happened. I was like at 11 years old. I'm like oh. They had a show with North Korea. And I'm like a kid. I don't understand this at all. And then now as an adult. When you learn about all the crazy stuff. Regarding this show. It's like what the hell.
1: It's like okay. Who decided that a wrestling match in the middle of a North Korean international sports and culture festival was a good idea.
0: Yeah. And apparently all the wrestlers hated being in North Korea. There's an amazing story on Eric Bischoff's podcast where he talks about when he was in North Korea, he wanted to go out and run, and everybody in North Korea looked at him like he was Godzilla. Uh, (laughs) that is just
1: the undercard during collision in Korea was like the first day and the only uh, wrestler of any sort of relevance to uh, North Americans was Mr. Black who was going by Wild Pegasus at the time but then you get to day two and you have let's see there's Mr. Black again Oh, we got Bull Nakano on the second day. And we have Hawk Warrior, or Road, Road Warrior, Warrior Hawk.
0: Hawk. He was going by Hawk Warrior for some reason.
1: The Steiner Brothers.
0: Oh yeah, the Steiner Brothers. And then the main event, Antonio Noki against Ric Flair. Woo! I don't think the North Koreans understood Nick, what Ric
1: Flair was at all. Hey, you don't need to understand Ric Flair. All you need to understand is... woo! Oh, by the way, because A&E now has a deal with the WWE, hence you see all these WWE sort of shows on the A&E networks.
0: Yeah, because they got the whole biography series going on right now.
1: Okay, Ric Flair was on a recent episode of one of my guiltiest pleasures watches forged in fire (laughs) he looked so haggard
0: oh yeah well i i felt sorry for him well you live that lifestyle for like a good what 40 years the road's gonna own you
1: oh the road owned him and then it came back for more like
0: Oh, and by the way, as we speak, a and airing the biography on Rowdy, Rowdy Piper right now. And they're talking about the feud Piper had with Break the Hammer Valentine in Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. And which, one of the, which
1: was actually pretty legendary when you think about it. Oh, it's pretty
0: legendary. So <laughs> to set up the dog collar match at the first Starcade, like there's this cake for Greg the Hammer Valentine. And he's going into the cake. And he pulls out a dog collar signifying that Rowdy Piper wants him at a dog collar match. And he's just Greg the Hammer Valentine's going absolutely insane.
1: I'm looking at the poster right now. This was before Mid-Atlantic Wrestling became the NWA, which became WCW. Yeah. yeah. this yeah, was back Jim, when Crockett Jim Crockett promotion. Yeah, Jim Crockett was still doing it.
0: And by the way, of right now as we speak, because WWE Network has just migrated to Peacock about a month and a half ago. They're still slowly trying to put all the archives onto Peacock right now. It's
1: growing pains, basically.
0: It is, because, I mean, I would like to see, like, the first two years of Monday Night Raw. Like, I would like to watch the Monday Night Raw where Mr. Perfect wrestled Dog the Clown in a King of the Ring qualifying match when there was a second doink that showed up in the ring, because remember there was that period where there was like two doinks, two doinks, <laughs> two yes. doinks. There was two doinks. You've got some unfinished business here on the World Wrestling Federation, and it involves a man by the name of Crush. Hope this is not a surprise to you, doink, but joining us face to face right now is
1: Crush, the big man from. Hey, what? We're, we're in the double. Hey, what
0: happened? What's this? <laughs> hey! What happened to Crush? <laughs> what are you guys trying to do to me? Hey, this is your... He was your guest! You well, told me! You're trying to jerk me around! What's happening here?
1: What happened to Crush? I can't believe it, ladies and gentlemen! i see double! double two doinks! What? What that, Goodness sakes! I... But who's the real doink? Who knows? Who cares?
0: Who knows? And who cares? Who
1: cares? There's two doinks!
0: And yet, somehow, in these early 1993 Monday Night Raws, for some reason, Rob Bortlett from Imus is announcing. That makes no sense. I guess they needed, like, because the early Raws were in New York City. They were like, oh, let's have someone who's a New Yorker on it. So let's get the guy from Imus on the show. Oh, God! (laughs) I guess, I don't know.
1: It doesn't make any sense. Here's the beauty of it. This is not like WandaVision. It doesn't have to make any sense.
0: Oh, it's pro wrestling. Nothing makes any sense. Nah, nothing makes sense here, man. The only thing that does make
1: sense is that nothing makes sense.
0: Right? Yeah. Oh, and then after this Roddy Piper biography. Oh, I love this show. WWE's Most Wanted Treasures.
1: I've started watching that show. It's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, so it's basically kind of like, what would you say? Kind of like pawn stores, kind of.
1: Uh, yeah, it's sort of pawn stars ish, only it's dealing in pro wrestling exclusively.
0: Yeah, so it's basically Triple H sends out like some WWE legends to find some like lost material of WWE history, and I guess because they want to build like an actual legitimate WWE physical Hall of Fame.
1: A Hall of Fame and museum. Yeah. Like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, getting back to uh, draft talk sort of thing.
0: And so I watched the first episode with Mick Foley. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know what? Mick Foley definitely has some stories.
0: They found the original Mankind shirt, and they found one of the uh, Cactus Jack uh, jackets, I think.
1: It was a Cactus Jack vest, a Mankind vest, and his original Mr. Sacco.
0: His original Mr. Sacco. Yeah. I can't believe they actually found the original Mr. Sacco. They went to painstaking detail to find which Mr. Sacco's were actually done by Mick and which were mass-produced, which I didn't know that was a thing. Like, Mick would actually draw... Mr. Sacco, and then they'd actually have someone mass-produce Mr. Sacco. Anything
1: to make the company money.
0: I would like to have my own Mr. Sacco and just have it on my hand.
1: You know, you could use it for the show. All questions to be referred to Mr. Sacco. Oh,
0: hold up a second. Okay, my brother was in the North Carolina area recently, and he ran into the minor league stadium of... Because with the Appalachian League, former minor league, that's now going to be a collegiate wood bet league. Sort of so, like
1: the uh, Cape Fear Swap Dogs.
0: Sort of. So the Burlington team is being renamed the Burlington Sock Puppets. And they got the official endorsement of Mick Foley. Because, as you know, Mr. Socko, obviously. yes, But... Oh, the best part is they had to name, their mascot, and I want to show you their mascot. Hold on a second.
1: I want to see this.
0: Okay. Their mascot is a creature that has socks on it.
1: It's Socko. No.
0: It's so- a sock monster. And guess what they named him?
1: Mr. Socko.
0: No, they didn't name him Mr. Socko. Be oh, Mr. It.
1: What did they name him?
0: Alright, I sent it in the Facebook chat. Okay,
1: here it is. squatch <laughs> it, that... like, it looks like, oh my god, it looks like the, uh, it looks like the disturbed country pumpkin cousin of Gritty.
0: It does. It looks like Gritty's cousin, but he has socks on him. This is the cutest mascot I've ever seen. It's for the children. It's for the children, and his name is Socksquatch. What? Socksquatch! Oh, god, That is just great. Oh.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Oh, you know what's unbelievable?
1: What's unbelievable?
0: That Aaron Rodgers
1: may be the permanent host of Jeopardy. I don't know if this is just a bargaining chip, or if they're just... Really, really, you know what? I've actually said as much, like, at this point, the perfect host of Jeopardy would be a cyborg reincarnation of Bill Cullen. I mean, you need somebody with the amount of uh, wit, intelligence, respect for the game, respect for the players, respect for the franchise, respect for the audience, heart, fire, desire, all of that stuff. I've yet to see the perfect package. It's like, everyone and their mom is hoping it's LeVar Burton, but I not I, d- see-
0: I don't... no. I don't get why people want LeVar Burton so bad.
1: Uh, probably for the same reason that why they wanted Betty White to host Saturday Night Live that one time.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's one time.
1: Yeah, with LeBar Burton, you're talking about a week's worth of shows, and I've seen, and he's already taped his shows, and I've seen him prep for his shows, thanks to a picture that his wife put on his Instagram. Dude looks tight. Yeah. Dude looks sick. He is ready. But it's like, do you do you really want that every week? Well, it's a job that you get to do four months out of the year.
0: Yeah, I guess. So... It's probably going to be someone young that they're probably going to finalize.
1: I still don't understand why they haven't picked Jeff Probst yet.
0: Oh, yeah, and just bring it all back. with
1: Bring it all back, yeah.
0: Bring it all back with Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Have not back for, like, a week.
1: But they've chosen all of the guest hosts, which means I am left to surmise that the next name we hear is the guy yeah or the woman or the woman or whoever
0: yeah whoever it is
1: gonna be fun to find that one out isn't it
0: yeah you know what all right who do we still have that's left to guest host
1: oh god we have robin roberts george stephanopoulos bill Whitaker premieres this week fuzzy cohen hosts the tournament of champions then mayim bialik Robin Roberts, George Stephanopoulos, David Faber, Lavar Burton, and we end the season with Joe Buck. Ah!
0: You know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm the one guy who just, like, thinks, you know what, Joe Buck, he's not
1: that terrible. Yo, so you're the guy.
0: Yeah, I guess I am. You know what? I've heard a lot worse. Mike Breen's worse than him.
1: All I could say is, do not get Mike Greenberg.
0: Oh, no. 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 Because really.
1: He's just a terrible human being. Yeah. I mean, not like terrible human being like some people on the show. This oh, time. yeah.
0: Some people on this show recently. You know what we're talking about.
1: And that's all we'll say about that.
0: That's what we'll say about that. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah,
0: I got another podcast to do. Yeah, he's got another
1: podcast to do. It's almost nine o'clock. HQ's fitting to start. We got to get out of here. But I'll tell you right now, uh, next week on It Was a Thing, two really good episodes and a mini-sode that's coming up. You're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. And, of course, we'll be back sometime in the middle of this month because we're in May right now. Greg and I are going to be talking about Spider-Man 3 and the Dark Symbiote that makes... People want to dance for some reason.
0: Yeah, that'll be on the Place to Be Nation pop experience. You can check it out over there. But until next time, I'm Greg and that's Chico. And we'll see you with our, I guess, yeah, whenever we release our next installment of it was a thing on TV right here on Podbean. So see you then. Good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Title for 400. In the 1960s,
1: these Midwesterners earned five NFL championship trophies. Green Bay Packers?